Welcome to episode 17 of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And this is Greg, and this is the podcast where we're going to be talking, thinking, making, and drinking some cocktails. Yeah! Yeah, that's going to be a fun time. You know, Shannon, after doing this podcast for a while, there's one question that keeps coming up when uh, we talk to people, and uh, it's about where people start when they come in to cocktailing, whether it's like... And, you know, it, it's, about, it's a lot about personal taste, mm-hmm. as we've kind of discussed. But also, you, you, where do you start? Is it kind of a thing where you go all in and you buy everything and then you're ready for, I don't know, the apocalypse? Yeah, exactly. Or do you start, Woo, yeah, I'm ready. start small? <laughs> yeah, we're definitely ready for the apocalypse. It has to be a short apocalypse. It has to be a short <laughs> apocalypse, exactly. Or do you start small? Do you start on, like, just pick one drink and or two drinks and, like, kind of stay with that core and kind of work around? I mean, that's, you know... Those are great ideas. They are good ideas. Um, and then I've gotten a lot of questions also about like starting out and what tools to start with. Oh, absolutely. You know, so I've gotten some questions along that line. And, and we've definitely talked about some of those tools as we've been uh, going through this. But I think to kind of, so we kind of came up with the idea that we want to kind of summarize some of that stuff in an episode. But then we said, well, maybe we should break that up into two episodes. This really is kind of a little bit bigger. So we're going to take like a two-pronged approach. Yes, we are. So we're going to have kind of a, a, a small bar path, which we'll explore tonight. And Ooh. then we'll take a large bar path. My favorite. Perhaps <laughs> on another in another episode, maybe the next episode. We'll see kind of what we have on, on tap. So tonight's episode we're going to be calling the Small Bar Challenge. Small Bar Challenge. <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. The ground's already shaking. <laughs> So I figure we'll each pick a few bottles and then we'll uh, kind of tell everyone why we kind of picked what we picked. We're going to tell you what you can make with it and then we'll each come up with a drink and there'll be, we'll see who wins. I mean, I totally have already won. Are you going to win? Oh yeah, I'm already winning. I'm winning before I even make it. All right. Very good. um, Anyway. Yes, that is exactly what we're going to do. Small bar challenge. And... Um, we want to talk about tools first. I think that's a great place to start. So any one of these large bar, small bar, you're going to start with some essential stuff. Exactly. I mean, exactly. Kind of the stuff we've been talking about. But let's let's put it all together. Yeah. We have talked over time about the tools as we're making the drinks. Mm-hmm. But this is a nice little spot for us to have our little recap. It's, it's definitely recap time, everybody. So I want to start with ice. Indeed. Ice, ice, baby. Indeed. Uh, yeah, no, I don't want him at my house. But um, I do want ice trays that are made of silicone. That is an excellent hint. So <laughs> you want, you know, assortment of large and small sizes. Generally, I think we've kind of gone to having almost exclusively just large ice now. We have. But yes. you can still use that in your mixing glass. You can still use that in your shaker. But we found that these uh, a good quality silicone tray is easier to get the ice out yeah. of. And they don't crack. They don't break. I have hints on that, too. Mm. All silicone. Now, we've yeah. tried some that have had, like, a plastic ice tray kind with a silicone, with silicone bottom. Yeah. And Terrible. they've only lasted a short period of time. They shatter, uh, as a matter of fact. Or they yeah. get, like, leaks in them. Mm-hmm. Or, no, the full silicone trays, you can get these. They're kind of a medium-large size ice cube. would you say that's about... Two inches by two inches, or two inches by one and a half, or one and three quarters no, by one and three square, quarters. they're so so square, so probably two by yeah. two. Two by two, yeah. Um, and the ones that we have, we bought them on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lid 
that fits over the top of which them. is nice so you can though because they're kind of squishy trays you can stack them on top of each right. other which has been great mm-hmm. now we do not have a refrigerator that has ice, ice capability maker, yeah but if you do, those probably work okay for That's gonna like great. shakers or it's the you right know. size. It's the right size for a shaker too. I mean, you're talking about those little half moons that are about you know maybe two and a half inches across the top, with a little belly on them. Those would be perfect. Yeah. So I mean, that works. The but we've talked about this before. The bigger the ice, the m- less dilution that you're getting. Exactly. Because right? remember, more small ice gives you more surface area in contact. So it's going to make your drink colder faster, but it's also going to dilute it out faster. So that's why you see a lot of whiskey folks have the big ice in there. So a lot of drinks are made over the top of that big ice cube. But you can also use those in your shaker, too. They break up just fine. Mm -hmm. You can also use those in your mixing glass. They stir in just fine. But just remember, instead of that 30-second stir, you're going to do a little bit longer to get that drink a little colder. That's exactly right. Now, I would start my small bar with those silicone ice trays. I think so, yeah. Um. We can talk about ice balls later, but mm-hmm. for a while, that's all we had yeah. were the ice balls as our big ones. That worked fine, too. It yeah. just took forever to make them. It's just so, difficult to make one at a time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but ice trays, the silicone ice trays that have like the squares, mm-hmm. perfect. Those have been the best ones. We actually have like four or five of mm-hmm. them now because they're they're perfect. Mm-hmm. So ice is one of the most important things. I would think so. You know, another really important thing for us mm. That silly measuring device. Absolutely. So my favorite <laughs> thing is like this little two-ounce measuring cup. It's got, you know, ounces. It's got uh, milliliters on it. It's got, uh, uh, I think it even has, it's got some other kind of cryptic measurements on it. But anyway, <laughs> so a lot of times when you see. It's your, like a, basically a little bit over a two-ounce. It's just a tiny bit over yeah. two-ounce. Um, but the measurements end at about two mm-hmm. ounces. It has I a handle. Table, I think it got tablespoons on it too. I think it's tablespoons and ounces and mLs. So no matter where you find your recipe, you'll be able to do it. And the important thing about these measuring cups like this, now I don't, you know, if you can do the same thing in a jigger, which is just that little two-sided, you know, a lot of times it's conical. You'll have, you know, what is, quote, two ounces and one ounce or, you know, an ounce and three quarters or, you know, it just depends on what the measurement is on those. So you want to check it. But there's people that can measure that by eye. But I find it so much better to get your chops using a measuring cup. And you know what? When you start going out to the higher-end establishments, you're going to see this stuff setting on their bars. We did. We saw it just Absolutely. last weekend. We went to a really excellent, excellent mm-hmm. cocktail bar. If there's folks making stuff that they're really concentrating on and they really want to do it right, these guys are going to be measuring stuff. Now, free-pouring and doing, you know, doing the using your jiggers and stuff, too. I'm not taking away from the people that can do that real good, but this is called amateur bartending for amateur people, and we're definitely amateurs, so the best way to make your best drinks every time is to measure with a measuring cup, a measuring device. And that's clear. It's easy to see your levels inside because it's plastic, clear plastic. It's easy to see your levels inside of there for your measuring. Um, I know that you can get jiggers that have uh, measuring inside inside yeah. mm-hmm. i think it's a little tough to see you know, seeing down from the top is tough i like to hold it up and be like a scientist and pour from the side and yeah i feel like you're doing something there or a baker or a, or whatever or a cook you know so or an amateur bartender it's better than cooking it's better than cooking because it's drinking <laughs> so we talk about that measuring device all the time we kind of we kind of like really lay it on about that thing because I really do think the two most important things that you are going to use 
is the ice and the measuring device. Right. And we talk about that's it all the time because exactly, that's exactly right. It is consistency. You're going to make a drink one time and you're going to make the same exact drink the next time by following these rules. Exactly. So, and that way you can also learn to kind of change it too. So if you I mean, if you're doing stuff in, uh, you know, quarter ounce increments and you're backing stuff off a quarter ounce, you're going to taste that in, you know, a two and a half, three ounce drink. You're going to taste those changes. And that's where your real fun comes in because you can start manipulating these things and like make something just exactly to your taste or to your uh, guest taste, you know, and that's where you're going to look like a pro, even though you're an amateur. Which as we make more drinks, we have been playing with that more, but we wouldn't even know where to start if we hadn't been following recipes. Absolutely. And, you know, so uh, yeah, do it. Buy the measuring device. And I think not, it's like three or four bucks not, at the most. Like they're it's not super expensive. cheap. It's not expensive. So the stuff that's the big thing about this too. We're gonna try to give you hints that aren't gonna bust the bank. Now you can definitely go to Cocktail Kingdom and get your gold plated whatever you want. And I'm not down on that. <laughs> I want them to send me a free set of everything gold plated that they have. I'm not buying a gold plated anything. But I want them to send it to me for free. Yes. At cocktailkingdom.com. That's cocktailkingdom.com. <laughs> I want them to send that to me for free, everything gold plated that they have. You can get that, but you don't need to. No. To start out, get this stuff. Let's keep going, Shan. This is great. Okay. Um the other things that I think are useful. You've got to have something to make your drink in. Absolutely. Right? So a shaker with a firm-fitting top. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add that because we have some leaky ones, yeah. and that's annoying. Yeah, you want to make sure with it's firm-fitting. With a firm firm-fitting top is important. You will use a shaker. And that can be a uh, kind of probably the shaker that you have in your cupboard right now, which is the one that has the metal top on it, larger top, and there's a tiny little metal top that goes over a, kind of a gross strainer mm-hmm. or it could be the set where you have either two metal cups or a metal cup and a glass cup that's a boston style shaker you'll see a lot of uh, bartenders using that a little more difficult because you got to really smack that thing to get it apart yeah, so a lot of us probably have don't have that it's a lot of technique and it you know there's a lot of show too and it also can spill all over you <laughs> but either don't one of those s- don't spill precious booze don't spill precious booze oh you know since we were talking about measuring i just wanted to throw mm-hmm. this out again um if you are measuring, this is mm-hmm. like magic to me. If you're measuring every time you make a drink, mm-hmm. it is amazing when you get, you're smiling. You're, yeah. It's amazing when you get to the bottom of a bottle to know that you have, and this happens more times than not, that you have the exact, exact. ounces that yep. you need at the end of a bottle as you do at the beginning. Because you're talking your 750 mLs. I mean, that divides by two very easily and most of the time you're using two ounces of the spirit so at the very end you have your exact two ounces and it makes a drink and you get to feel really good about yourself at that point it feels like unless you did it all in one night then you don't feel very good about yourself no yeah don't i wouldn't (laughs) suggest that but i will not suggest that do what you need to do okay so um shakers and then i kind of quavered a little bit but i'm still going to recommend having a mixing glass Mm -hmm. you could Mm -hmm. use your shaker base as your mixing glass. And we did for a long and, time. And we did. But when we got to actually buying a mixing glass, it really made... So much easier. Re- it made it so much easier to make the drink. They're generally wider, so you got to have a little stronger base. They're generally heavy in the base, so you can do it one-handed. You don't have to hold it, and you don't knock it over. Like, the shaker tends to be pretty top-heavy. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of, you know, you can look in there and see, too. And, again, on this stuff, you can spend as much or as little as you want. I think we found a mixing glass for 
under twenty dollars. I think it was oh. under twelve dollars. Oh, it was like yeah, it was like twelve or fourteen or something. Right, and but, you can spend as much as real, you want. Of it's course. a real pretty one too. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, but you can find them for less than that. What yeah. you're really looking for is something with a heavy, heavy bottom. Base. Yep. And a pour kind spout. of a pour spout mm-hmm. um, molded into the glass. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, you can use a shaker. You could even use a pint, pint glass. Pint glass works, but you can't. Pouring out of pint glass is a pain, and then you know what? We tried it for a long time. We tried it with the shaker. Mm-hmm. I ended up spilling. I hate that because you're spending a lot to mm-hmm. buy your ingredients. Sure. So I don't want to spill it. I want it in my glass. Mm-hmm. So I want to drink it. Yep. Um, So I was on the edge about saying, well, if you're going to start a small bar, should you have a mixing glass? My recommendation still is yes. I would say yes. Um, It actually happens to be a thing that we're giving all our friends now because I I think they should have one. And it's a fun gift if you go over to a friend's house or something like that and you want to show up and, you know, let's say you want to take over, you know, something to make a cocktail in. Why not take that $12 mixing glass and that $3 bar spoon and give it to them as a gift? It looks cool, and then, you know, they don't want you spent on it, but it's a cool housewarming, or not even housewarming, just kind of a, hey, guys, and I'm going to leave this here with you kind of gift, and yeah, it's cool. And I'm thinking, you know, if, if you're doing a small bar, like, you probably have a limited space. Yep. Um, but this is kind of a showy, they're also kind of showy, showcase kind of things. Pretty, yeah. Like, if you had your couple of bottles of booze and you had your mixing glass with your spoon out there, mm-hmm. like, that makes a nice little, uh, a nice little placement mm-hmm. for your I think so, a little centerpiece bar. even. Maybe. Yeah. So, um, I do suggest that. The spoon, you had just mentioned. I eluded Eluded yes. to that the bar w- that's spoon. That's the next on my list is the spoon. And I, definitely, I would suggest having one. That's, that's that long-handled silver spoon. Chances are if you've got that uh, shaker that you got for a present, it probably came with a long-handed bar spoon. And the reason why it's long like that and thin is so you can get that nice mixing action. Look online. They'll show you how to do it, holding it between the finger and mixing oh, yeah. it around there's, and mixing there's the also There's YouTube all kinds of technique on that. Yeah. There's, there is definitely, or you go to a special bar and you like see their mixing techniques. Mm-hmm. And there mm-hmm. is there's a whole art to it. But honestly, if you just need to get stuff cold and mix stuff up, you can do it at Get home. that damn spoon You know, it's okay. Yeah, you've got that. Um, So going from spoons, let's say you make your glass, mm-hmm. you make something in your thing. Uh, you probably are going to need strainers. You don't want that big chunk of ice in the bottom of your mixing glass to slop into your, slop into your pretty glass, pretty little glass, and bust all the shards. Now you can, or spill your stuff out all yeah. over the place. Now you could use your spoon to hold that back. You definitely can, but the way to do that is the Hawthorne strainer. Absolutely, and do the Hawthorne strainer is the. You've seen them all over. They're the wider strainer. It's got like a spooled edge on it. It's kind of got like a springy thingy on it. I think we mentioned the springy thingy on there before. If you Most likely, if you got that bar set that had the bar spoon, it had the <laughs> shaker in it, it's got the thing with the spring on that. That's what that is. It's a Hawthorne strainer. It's to basically hold back large chunks of ice. The other strainer I think is really useful is a fine strainer. The fine mesh, yeah. Um, you can get them at any kitchen store. You can get them at Target. You can get them anywhere. Yeah. They're they're Again, a little conical this is gonna fine be, strainer. You know, under six dollars, maybe even three bucks. Cheaper, yeah. Maybe even a buck and a half. Yeah. Um, where those are super handy. Now you could even have the fine strainer instead of the Hawthorne strainer. I would mm-hmm. probably, if I was gonna have to choose, I would take the fine strainer first. Right, because you can do double duty. Exactly. Uh. We're a big proponent, you know, we, we just love to make our drinks with fresh juice. Mm-hmm. And that is the best way to get the pulp out of the juice. Right. It's also if you're doing anything with egg white, 
that you're getting a nice foam on top and you need to strain that foam a little bit. Right. Um, it's really, that would be my preference is the fine strainer before the Hawthorne. But, you know, if you can get both, they're kind of cheap, honestly. So I don't see why you couldn't have both of them. <laughs> fine strainer is actually also going to, if you're doing a lot of shaken drinks, it's going to keep that uh, broken up pieces of ice out of your drink. Exactly. Okay, so now you have it. Let's say you have your drink strained into mm-hmm. what kind of glass? What oh, kind of glass oh, I don't do you know. need? What kind of glassware? This is where it can get fun. Oh, I love this. We're going to give you a hint. Um, I might have mentioned this before. I love going to thrift stores. I love going to Goodwill. Um, we have bought glassware from like nicer stores, but the truth is, I am one for the hunt. So I want to go when we're on vacation and we go to the beach. I go to the thrift stores. I try to find glassware that's old glassware that's not going to cost me hardly anything that I can put in my cabinet and be super proud of. Mm-hmm. So we have, um, but there's a, a certain amount of glasses I think you should start with. So. I, agree. I agree. Definitely. I mean, if you're a household with two people, it's okay to get those mis- those sets of two. Then you don't have to worry about buying six or four or eight. And that's sometimes fun. You maybe have three or four sets of two. I like mismatched. Mm-hmm. I like the mismatched glassware too. I think it's really fun. And definitely I think you probably would want to get a coupe size. That's the kind of the wide, flat. You see them drinking champagne out of those a lot of times in the old-timey movies. Sometimes in recipe books they'll mm-hmm. call those a cocktail glass. A cocktail glass by the way. or a coupe. Yeah. Um, also I think you probably need a kind of classic whiskey style rocks glass mm-hmm. so a larger heavy wide volume type glass yeah and really just start with those two types and y- you can cover pretty much all your bases i'm going to add one more and that would be okay. a pint glass oh okay yeah, um, yeah, yeah. first because you can have beer and put it in it yes uh the second is it, if you don't want to buy highballs and all the other kind of stuff that a pint size oh, glass good idea great. yeah you can be um, like three inches or two inches below the lip and you're at right at the so highball like size yeah a good paloma idea. or something like oh, that, yeah, that you make your, make, make like your you, margaritas in it yeah. yeah you a pint glass is is great if you haven't bought your mixing glass you can use a pint glass to shake your there you go i mean to stir your drink so i would suggest that right. of course there is so much glassware in the world um Pick the thing you want to make stuff in. There's no actual rules for this. No, they have nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just obviously, it's, it's, it's got to fit. It has to fit. Yeah, it has to fit. I mean, you can't put something, you know, on a big chunk of ice in a teeny tiny little glass, and it looks ridiculous to put something that's two ounces in the bottom of a giant glass. But you can do whatever you like. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, just a couple more things. Mm-hmm. So, we have a cheap juicer from IKEA. Oh yeah, you want a juicer. Uh, some way to juice. There's a lot mm-hmm. of different types of devices, but some way to juice your citrus, Absolutely. your oranges, your grapefruit. Mm-hmm. Um, that is important because your cocktails will taste better with fresh, fresh juice. juice. The other thing is um, if you're somebody who likes um, muddled drinks, mm. a, a muddler isn't very expensive. You yeah. could also use the back of a wooden spoon or something like that if you yeah. need to in a pinch. Um, and a peeler, like a vegetable peeler. Right. I mean, this is kind of going your garnish. This is going into a tiny bit further down the line. You know, getting a vegetable peeler to do garnish with. I mean, you could do it with a knife, but you know, a dollar ninety nine vegetable peeler, you're gonna go. It's so miles it's, away. It's a and lot you easier. Have, you might already have one in your kitchen. Most folks probably already have this going on in the kitchen anyway. So. And the last thing I'm gonna suggest is a super cheap thing, um, and that would be mason jars or pickle jars that have lids oh good idea because we have there 
is so many things you can do. You can do infusions. You can make your own bitters. You can make your own simple syrups. Like that's the big one, guys. Um, simple syrups for sure. Like that's make the big them at one. home. It's so much cheaper and easier yeah. to and do. It'll just be in your. It'll be in your mason jar in your fridge. Easy thing to do. Easy thing to have. Like you uh-huh. could just wash out something that you've used in the past, and but just keep it so you have it because exactly. that will help in the long run. I, you know, I like that description because it, it like literally describes everything that we use. I mean, we have other items too. We're not over, we don't have an overabundance of these kind of tools, but definitely the things we go to all the time are those things Shannon just mentioned. I mean, even if we're doing a party here, I'll be using all those things and, you know, they, they work great to, to be able to, I mean, you can service one to however many people with all this stuff. It, it works really well. Mm-hmm. I'd say that there's nights where you've used every single one of those tools that I've mentioned. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, and, and it, that could be either making it just for us or making it for a whole house full of people. So it's really, it's really expandable. And speaking of expandable, what people probably have really been waiting for is our picks on what our small bar. Small bar challenge. Small bar challenge. Small bar challenge. Shan, do you want to go first on your small bar I challenge? I can go first, All yes. right, so let's uh, go for it. You're, okay. you're unleashed. What did, what, do you, what did you pick? Okay, so... My small bar challenge, I decided to pick alcohols that I like to drink. And I think that's a good way to do it. That is a pretty good, solid place to start. And I also wanted to start small, but I wanted to have enough ingredients to be able to have a little breadth. So you have a little room. You got a little room to grow. Right. I didn't want to just have one ingredient so I could only make one kind of cocktail for the rest of my life. And that's what we're trying to do here. It's like, yes, you could go buy the stuff to make the drink you like the most, and that's what you make. But we're going to go a little bit beyond that. The important part, drink what you like to drink. So don't dr- buy stuff because people expect something or like we had a bottle of Chamborg in our closet for a hundred years before we ever found out what to use it for. No, buy the things you like to drink. So here was mine. I decided to do two main spirits. One, I wanted to do a London dry gin. My second main spirit was a rye. And what'd you pick for that? Um, I have bullet. Oh, I like that. And for my gin, I did um, Tanqueray. Oh, very nice. Because it's li- nice, you know, dry, it's a dry neut- gin. Neutral gin. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Something that I could make lots of things. So I was kind of thinking, like, oh, what are the kind of drinks I like to make? And I was like, well, sure. Um, on, and this is how I picked my other ingredients. Well, I really love Negronis. Mm-hmm. So I picked Campari as one of my nice. uh, like liqueur sure. set, let's say. Yeah. I like gin and tonics, so I have mm-hmm. the gin. Got the gin. Right? Um, Campari, Campari soda, you're already set. Got it, yeah. yep. Um, Tom Collins, which we featured a couple recipes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, super simple, gin recipe also. I, on the rye side, and there's a ton of other things you can make with gin and the ingredients I've picked out. On the rye side, I picked out, um, I was like, well, I love Manhattans. So yumma, I, yumma. So I picked sweet vermouth. Um, Kochi in particular. Okay, you'd pick the to- I, Kochi. I like Kochi. Kochi. Um, any sweet vermouth. Honestly, I would be okay with, but mm-hmm. I really like that particular one. I do too. It's very versatile. It's not so sweet that you couldn't use it with your uh, gin. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I like old fashions. So again, I picked very the rye. Nice. Um, I like to put 
a little Luxardo in my old fashions or a little sweetener. So mm-hmm. um, I also did the Luxardo maraschino liqueur. The bartender's friend. So those were my alcohols. I did gin, rye, and my mixing alcohols were Luxardo maraschino liqueur, sweet vermouth, which was the Kochi sweet vermouth, mm-hmm. and Campari. Mm-hmm. I also decided I needed a couple bitters. I would think you would. We talk about Angostura all the time. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you need it. So picked Angostura, and I picked orange bitters. Okay. I know Angostura also makes an orange, which is really good. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking about all the recipes we've made and mm-hmm. all the things we like to drink and all the things I in particular like to drink, and I thought, well, this would... This would set me up pretty good. Like I would, I'd be in a real good spot you, with you got with a, these things. You got a lot of breadth with that. That can cover a lot of ground. So I, yeah, and there. So that's my small bar. So if I had a little tray with all my stuff on it, it would be those items. And I that would fit in a nice cupboard, a nice small cupboard, very easily. Easily, or a little desktop tray, mm-hmm. or look nice too. Yeah, especially if I had my mixing glass out there. Mm-hmm. Like a little, like a little scene for happiness. Like a little nativity. So my activity of booze. We had challenged each other to come up with a cocktail off of the ingredients we picked. Small bar challenge. Small bar challenge. So I am calling this my concoction. Which uh, the concoction. My concoction. Shannon's uh, concoction. Shannon's concoction. Um, to be honest, it's not a drink that I have found a recipe for, but it's so similar to other things I've found recipes for. There's nothing new under the sun. <laughs> there isn't. This one is called um, There's Nothing New Under the Sun. <laughs> it's a little similar to a drink called the Union Club. Really? Um, but I decided I wanted to switch out uh, bourbon for gin. So here is my here's my recipe. Here it comes, and guys. I am excited to make this for you and to tell you. I'm excited uh, to try it. I see it sitting I wa- there. I want to try it. I know. All right. You ready? Yes. So- I put in a shaker, mm-hmm. um, one ounce of my Tanqueray gin. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did one ounce of orange juice. Oh, okay. I did a half an ounce of lemon juice. Oh, I used that juicer like crazy. Mm-hmm. A half an ounce of Campari. Okay. A half an ounce of Luxardo, and a half an ounce of Kochi, sweet vermouth. Mm. So if you're paying attention, the only thing I don't think I used off of my small bar was rye. <laughs> and your bitters. And, and my bitters. Exactly. So um, I did those in a shaker, shook it up till it got nice and cold, mm-hmm. and I strained it. And then I, in my small bar, I have to have maraschino cherries. It's a given that you're going to have Luxardo maraschino Yeah. Cherries. I mean, that's just it. I mean, we talk about it all the time. That's That has to be there. That's the thing you do have to spend money on, guys. I'm sorry. The things that we haven't put in our liquor bar are anything <laughs> that you can mix in. So yeah. the citrus, I mean, like any, anything you buy at the grocery store. Juices are a freebie on this one, guys. Yep. So I, in a shaker, strained it. I put a maraschino cherry on a skewer and a little lemon peel over the top and expressed over the top. And I'm excited to share my concoction. I can't wait to try it. Here we go. With you. All right. Let's see what you think. Here, cheers. Cheers. This is my small bar. This is featured in my small bar. Oh, that's that's really well balanced. That's good. Yeah, it's good. I also think I honestly could have easily exchanged rye for gin on this, and yeah, I could have had a different drink, but it would have tasted just as good. No, it's really good. It's it's well balanced. It's not too, it's not too spirit forward, and 
you don't have so much Luxardo in there that it's uh, super sweet. The Campari added a little color to it. The Luxardo added a little sweetness and so did the sweet vermouth, yeah. which the lemon juice um, acted as a sour to balance it out. I think it's super good. I tried it earlier and I had another one right after it because I loved it so nice. much. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, it was the perfect drink for me. So, uh, I win. I win. Uh, so far, you're winning very good. <laughs> but let's listen to my small bar that I've picked out here. What is your small bar? Small bar challenge. Small bar challenge. So, what I, I've called my small bar, small but mighty. Mm. Uh-huh. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to start with... Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'll just give you a list of what I got for spirit. I've got Wild Turkey 101, bourbon. Okay. I've got Absolute Vodka. Oh. Good. I'm gonna do uh, Antica Formula, sweet vermouth. I'm gonna do, do uh, Dolan Dry Vermouth. I'm gonna do the classic Angostura bitters and also Luxardo Maraschino liqueur. The bartender's friend. It's. It is the bartender's friend. It you really can, does you, go. You with can really. Everything. You can really expand out what you make on that and. I chose this bar because, number one, I love vodka martinis, and that's so easy to do with this bar. I mean, you obviously got the vodka, you got your driver mouth, you've got your antica. You can go any way you want with that, mm-hmm. and that's super easy to do. So you've got a bunch of round room there to be able to experiment with your vodka martinis. Also, with the Wild Turkey 101, it's a it's a bold enough spirit that it's going to stand up to. You know, if you want to go right with just some Antica and, you know, pretty heavy on the Angostura, you can have a really bold Manhattan. Mm-hmm. If you want to back yeah. that up and go more like 1860s Manhattan with a little Luxardo in there, you can do that too. And I just kind of started looking through uh, the books to see what else you could make. I mean, you can do what they call a modern modern vodka, less vermouth martini, which is 50-50 for the vermouths. Um, you can do... Sweet martinis. You can do a perfect martini. You can do a dirty vodka martini. We can do regular Manhattans, perfect Manhattans, you know, 1860s -hmm. Manhattans. You can just go down the list of the things that you can make with this bar. I mean, you're going to have so much ability to be able to do stuff with this. What bitters did you use? I'm sorry. I'm sticking with the classic Angostura instead of like the orange bitters. So I went just classic Angostura. Just one bitters? Just one Angostura. So it's the only bottle you guys have to buy for this. All right. And that's going to go well across both of those spirits. Yeah. I think that's a, you can come visit my bar if I can visit your bar. Absolutely. All right. What did you make? (laughs) So I went with, I alluded to kind of probably what I was going to do there. So I took a spin, a kind of a twist on the 1860s uh, Manhattan. So I call it the 1860s perfect, and uh, so most the way a perfect Manhattan kind of is usually put together is there's, you know, half sweet vermouth, half uh, dry vermouth, and then you know whatever, however that volume relates to the spirit volume is you know based on taste. Sure. And the 1860s Manhattan kind of was more of based on having kind of like there was like a you know more of an amaro or a uh, kind of a, a stronger flavor there, but tapered off with a little of that Luxardo Maraschino liqueur. Yeah, good. So I went ahead and I put together a drink that I'm calling the uh, 1860s, 1860s Perfect Manhattan. Oh, wow. You made her fancy name. I know. As it's a fancy name. As opposed to Shannon's name. concoction. Exactly. Yeah, it was going to be Greg's concoction. Now, this probably is a drink out there somewhere, but here, here's what it was. Okay. So I took a Wild Turkey 101. I'm going to use two ounces of that. And then it gets pretty easy that we're going to do uh, Antica Formula, one quarter ounce. Dolan Dry, one quarter ounce. Luxardo Maraschino, 
one quarter ounce. We're going to do two dashes of that Angostura bitters. Nice. And of course, we're going to garnish with that delicious, uh, delicious uh, maraschino cherry from uh, Luxardo. And we're it's going to be a stirred drink. It's going to be not shaken. It's going to be stirred like pretty much every Manhattan that you're making, and then poured into a coupe. And there it is, sitting in front oh, of you. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, it's going right. to be. It's yeah, probably going to be uh, mine is something mine delicious. Mine is not brown like yours was. Yours is definitely brown. So there let's we go. see. So let's try this cheers. out. All right, cheers. All right. Let's see how you. Let's see how you did. Mm. It's very Manhattan-y. That is good. That's good. Again, I think it's pretty well balanced. It it kind of balances more kind of to the neutral side because that Luxardo in there kind of cuts out that really powerful booze taste mm-hmm. of the 101. I like the balance of the vermouth too. I think that's really nice. Right, right. If you, if you have a normal, uh, if you're normally having a perfect Manhattan, they can be a little abrupt on that vermouth, but I think that that the uh, the uh, Luxardo Maraschino liqueur definitely is uh gonna balance that out you know it makes it uh it balances out smooths everything out yeah i think that's delicious Mm -hmm. um uh do you think you're the winner oh i think i'm the winner and you want to know why i think i'm the winner why do you think you're the winner i think i'm the winner because i got to drink both of these drinks Woohoo! me too i was just gonna (laughs) say the same thing this is a challenge where there is no winner because we're all winners absolutely and you know on shan on that note where we're both winning i think we can say I had a great episode. This was fun. I really enjoyed this. I can't wait to see what we come up with for the large bar challenge. Now, Shan, uh, I know we went through these drinks pretty quickly. Is there a place that folks can go to see these pictures of these beautiful concoctions and also get more of a breakdown of yes. the, what we did to if make If you want to make the recipe, uh, we have it featured on Instagram. Our Instagram is amateur bartending for the number four, immature where we will feature pictures of our concoctions today of our small bar challenge. And you can try them yourself or you can make your own and just tag us. So I look forward to seeing what you guys come up with. It's super fun. Absolutely. Fun episode. And we'd love to see pictures of your own small bar challenge. And we'd love to see recipes for what you guys come up with, you know, as far as you can concoct out of what you may have picked for the small bar. Maybe you're going to pick a few things different than what we had. And as always, if you can go over there to that Instagram, if you can follow us on there, that's really going to help us out. And depending on how you found us, remember, you can always search our podcast, Amateur Bartending for Amateur People, at any place you find your podcasts. It's going to be iTunes. It's going to be Apple Podcasts. It's going to be Google Podcasts. It's it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Please get over there. Subscribe so you can keep up with us. We can't wait to tell you next time about the Large Bar Challenge. Shan, this has been so great. Super fun. All right, cheers. cheers.